What is going on everyone? My name is Andy. Welcome back to another FPL video. In this one, we're going to take a look at my updated draft, what formation I'm currently rocking, which players are in, and more importantly, which players aren't in that I really wish I could have. This will probably be the last draft video of pre-season. The next one like this will be team selection next week. So if you've been enjoying all the content throughout pre-season, make sure to give this a like, hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. And if you want to get your current draft rated for free, you can use the My Team tool on Fantasy football hub i've left a link at the top of the description so you can check that out so as it stands i am back on the 352 formation the last draft video that i put out was a 343 and ultimately it's just going to come down to how much money i have to spend on that seventh attacker and i'll talk about that a little bit later in terms of the defensive players i do now have onana in goal like i'm sure a lot of you do five million just feels like a really solid price point to back that man united defense especially when the only other defender i would consider is Luke Shaw and he's more expensive now I do still like the 4.5 million goalkeepers like Johnston, Flecken and Steele but for just 0.5 million more I can back what I would consider a better defense and I don't think the Man United defense is essential like if I needed a 4.5 million goalkeeper I wouldn't automatically assume that I'm going to own Luke Shaw but when I can get one for 5 million it feels like a good option to put into my draft so that's why he's there on the bench I've still got Ariola, hoping that he'll become first choice at West Ham for 4 million if he doesn't it really doesn't matter either way i'm going to have a four million pound goalkeeper uh, and if one looks more likely than another to get minutes that's the one that will be in my team in game week one in terms of the defenders i've got gabriel and estrapinian great value for five million i think they've been in every single draft i've made so far so i won't talk about them again i really think they're almost certainly going to be in for game week one the other defenders are john stones in my first 11 Ben Chilwell first on my bench and then Kabori who's a four million pound defender for Luton that should play as their right wing back so it could be fairly attacking obviously it's a Luton defender I'm not expecting a huge amount of attacking returns or a huge amount of clean sheets either but he enables value elsewhere I do have 0.5 million in the bank as it stands so I could upgrade him to a 4.5 million defender instead I could upgrade you might not consider it an upgrade, but I could go from Anana to Edison as well. But I like having that 4 million defender in there to give me a bit more flexibility elsewhere. Saying that, I do have a 5.5 million defender on the bench in Ben Chilwell. Now, there's a few reasons he's in there. One... We know how good the fixture swing is for Chelsea, especially from game week three onwards. So rather than pre-book a transfer, I've already got a player in my squad that I know I'm going to want. And if I'm willing to commit to no Trent and no Salah, spoiler alert, I don't have Salah in this draft, there is money to spend. And Chilwell is a player that I'm going to want. So I could just use that money to have him first bench and not have to play him for Liverpool at home. For what it's worth... If you have to play him in game week one because you want him long term, there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. I've just got a bit of money to go around uh, in this draft. He's also looking pretty good in preseason. Now, it's great that he's got, I think, a goal and assist so far, but we already knew he was a good attacking defender. What I like is the amount of minutes he's getting and the fact that he's proven his fitness. Yes, he's had a lot of fitness concerns in the past. He may well get injured again, but when he plays, he's brilliant. So that's kind of why he's in the team. But also, he provides a bit of rotation with my defense defenders and if I do get a short-term injury not just to one of my defenders but also to one of my attackers 
I could just play him in the back four as well. So I think all round he's a really solid option. I think John Stones obviously lets me target that Man City defence, which I would consider the best in the league. And they've also got really good opening fixtures as well. And I think having Onana there lets me have those two players. Obviously, if I had Edison and Shaw instead of Onana and Stones, that cost 0.5 million more. And Kepper and Shaw is the same price as Onana and Chilwell. But I'd be a little bit worried about Kepa's minutes long term because there is rumours that Chelsea are in for a new goalkeeper who could then become number one. So that's why I've gone for this uh, kind of setup. If we look at the My Team tool on Hub, and I'll just make this a little bit uh, bigger so you can see the fixtures, there isn't a massive need to have this rotation because the four big defenders I've got do all have pretty good opening fixtures. So you can see in game week one, I could bench Chilwell for Liverpool at home. If we go to game week two, I mean, it wouldn't be the worst thing if you had to play Chilwell against West Ham away. But the other defenders are Gabriel, Palace away, Estrepinian, Wolves away, and Stones, Newcastle at home. So I probably would play Chilwell ahead of someone like Estrepinian or Gabriel. But it's really when you go further forward that it becomes maybe a little bit more of an issue. Because even in game week three, all defenders have got pretty good fixtures. But I don't want to turn down Lute, uh, sorry, Luton at home for Chilwell. So I would definitely put him into the 11. And then we go even further. Like Estrepinian, Newcastle at home. Gabriel, Man United at home. That's where Chilwell starts to come into the side. So it's not... It, it might be that for the first few weeks, I don't necessarily need to have the extra money. But I would hope over four to six game weeks it would really kind of help me out and that's kind of what I'm thinking a little bit longer term than just the first couple of game weeks so I could drop one of those defenders down to like a five or a 4.5 to have even more money in the bank and put that into my attack uh, and if I did I would probably drop John Stones because I'd rather just have Chua I think he's a bit more attacking but as it stands I've got both and there's more than enough money to go around. So my five-man midfield is made up of Mbomo, Saka, Fernandez, Rashford, and Matoma. And you would have seen those players in lots of drafts so far. So I'm just going to quickly go through them. With Mbomo, it was good to see that when Brentford got a penalty during pre-season, he was the player that took it. Although it's worth noting the whistle wasn't on the pitch at the time. But to be honest with you, I'm in almost no doubt that when Tony isn't available, Mbomo is first choice. And his technique's pretty good as well. So when you combine penalties, minutes, fixtures and underlying stats he's easily one of the best 6.5s for me talking of penalties Saka did miss one during pre-season now I believe he missed one in the league last year and Arteta backed him and he went on to score after that so the same thing might happen unless we know that Saka's off penalties he's almost certainly going to be in my team because again you're combining that with his minutes and the fixtures that Arsenal have it's hard to turn him down if he was off penalties, then all of a sudden, Martinelli with slightly better stats would become part of the conversation for me. But I just don't think his minutes will be as good. For what it's worth, if you think Martinelli and Saka play the same minutes over the first six game weeks, Martinelli is probably a better option for you, especially when you factor in the 0.5 million saving. But for now, I'm going to hold on to Saka. Bruno Fernandes is a player that some people aren't sure why he's included. Obviously, the fact that you know he's going to play every single game and almost every single minute is a big help. The fixtures are pretty good for Man United as well. And I think he can improve on his numbers from last year, especially the assists. So if you look on Fantasy Football Hub, they have the Opta data and you can easily filter it. So I've already filtered it to Fernandes per 90 minutes for last season. And if you look at his non-penalty expected goals per 90, it was 0.23. 
And his goals per 90 were 0.22. So that tracked quite closely together. And we know he's on penalties as well. But with his expected assists, it was 0.49. He's one of the most creative players in the league. But his actual assists were 0.24. Possibly, you know, due to the fact that Man United had to rely on players like Wout uh, Veghorst up front. Whereas this year, they have signed... Hoyland, who is going to make a difference. Now, don't get me wrong. I know there's been loads of kind of rubbish on football Twitter about the money spent and stuff like that. This is a young player coming into a new league with a big price tag. He's not necessarily going to start every single game at the beginning, and it might might take a, uh, take a bit of time to kind of bed in. But that is going to be a massive upgrade on what Man United had last year. And Bruno Fernandes is an elite creator, so you would hope those assists would go up. If you think about the strikers Man United had last year, a past it, Ronaldo. I'm sorry, Ronaldo fans. There's a reason that he's playing in Saudi Arabia now, apart from the money, of course. So he's probably passed it for the Premier League. You've got Martial, who just cannot stay fit. And then Valt Veghorst, who just wasn't that great. Like, I love the guy, putting a lot of effort, but he's not up to the standards of playing for Man United. So having Hoyland in there could be a big help for Fernandez. And although I think Mason Mount could play a little bit further forward at times, and maybe Fernandez will drop deeper, I don't think it's going to be such a big thing. I think we'll still see Fernandez getting shots off, creating chances, obviously on penalties as well. So for me, for 8.5, he's a pretty good uh, option. And also, the, the reason I kind of like him is, a lot of the players for 8 million or below, I'm not completely sure about right now. But if one of them becomes a go-to option, then Fernandez dropping down to them and saving some money to spend elsewhere is also something I could do. So Fernandez is just one of those options that's quite boring. I think he's solid. That's why he's in. Rashford I've spoken about a lot already. I think from open play, his goal threat is much higher. I don't think Hoyland will have a huge um, kind of, you know, will make Rashford worse. Rashford's better off the left anyway. So I think he'll be just as good as last year. And, I, and I've seen some people kind of question, why would you go for double Man United attack when they scored less goals than Arsenal, for example? But team goals don't really matter. Like, Rashford scored more league goals than any other Arsenal attacker last year. So, for me, they're just both really good options in their own right. And then, as it stands, my other 6.5 million midfielder is Matoma. But I've got to be honest, and I said this on Twitter yesterday, if someone could convince me that Matoma's minutes are at risk big time from other players, I would look at Diaby from Villa. Because both teams, Brighton and Villa, are going to have to contest with Europe. But I think Diaby's going to play a lot of games. And I don't think there's a huge amount of competition for him. He looks great in preseason. His underlying stats from last year are really good as well. I just think Villa are continuously on the up under Emery. So I think with Luton at home in game week one, it's hard to turn Matoma down. And let's not forget, Brighton are also super attacking. But Diaby is someone that's kind of made me think about him a little bit. Because before it was Mbomo and Matoma, no questions asked. Now I am asking those questions. Um... Just one other thing to note, I've got 0.5 million in the bank. If Kane leaves and Richarlison's playing up front for Spurs, listed as a midfielder, I know he wasn't great last year, didn't score many goals, but I would almost certainly use that 0.5 to go from Matoma to Richarlison. And I did mention at the start of the video that, you know, the seventh attacker could be a third forward instead. Obviously, with 0.5 in the bank, I've got 7 million to spend. But if I did drop John Stones to a 5 or a 4.5 million defender, I would consider going back to Nkunku because I really do think he's going to have a good season for Chelsea. And I do like those fixtures that I've already mentioned. And I know a lot of people are now looking at Nicholas Jackson, 0.5 million less, could play as the number 9. But again, you factor in things like Nkunku probably on penalties, minutes much better. At times, he could play up front as well. I think he's worth spending that 0.5 on. So 
again, 6.5 million, Matoma's a great option, but I would like to try and find that money to get up to an Nkunku instead, because I think a lot of people are going to overlook him. Like, new player to the league, come from the Bundesliga, etc. Chelsea weren't great last year, they finished 12. That's why I almost want to get ahead of the game on that, because I think if they do well early on with the fixtures they've got, they'll be heavily transferred in, the price will start going up. So I love Matoma, could go to Diaby, Richarlison if Kane leaves, but really I'd like to get to Nkunku if I could. And then up front, I've got Haaland and Gabriel Jesus in my first 11, and on the bench, I needed a 4.5 million forward, so I've gone for Peppel from Luton. Why have I included him? I just like the way the name sound. Unless there's a 4.5 million forward that's going to get regular minutes, I'm just going to go for someone that's low-owned and least likely to lose me money. Haaland, we don't need to talk about. He's great. Most of us are going to own him. I can't even be bothered to put a draft together without him, because I just know that's not something that's going to happen in game week one and with Jesus it's still just a combination factor right if this is the amount of money I want to spend on my 15 then Jesus and Matoma is better than Martinelli in a 6.5 million forward at least in my opinion I know loads of you like Martinelli but all things factored in I think it makes more sense to have Jesus I do genuinely like Nkunku as an option but I think for me it would probably be in addition to those two, rather than instead of. So it'd be like a 3-4-3. I've got Matoma. I've got 0.5 in the bank. I could free up money by doing stones to a 5 or a 4.5 million defender. That would allow me to go back to 3-4-3. But I'm not sure right now if that's what I want to do. And one other forward that a lot of people are talking about, especially on Twitter yesterday after he scored again in preseason, is Darwin Nunez. I'm still not sure. I think last year he scored a good few goals in preseason, then went on to not get regular game time. It is interesting that I think every single appearance so far for him has been through the middle as the number nine, whereas last year, especially towards the end of the season, he was mostly used off the left. But I don't think that's a guarantee that he's going to get regular game time over the first five to six games. If someone can convince me that he's going to, then I'll strongly consider him. And I think with him, you get chaos. You get a player that gets a lot of opportunities to score. Doesn't always take them, of course, but I think he will only get better as, as he kind of gets more time for Liverpool. But he's not as good in the press as someone like Gakpo. I think that's something that Klopp really kind of favours. So unless Gakpo is going to go and play as one of the advanced eights, I think he could just spend as much time as Nunez playing as the number nine for the opening few fixtures, especially against Chelsea. And therefore, I just don't see why I would want to risk Nunez. If he gets regular game time, he's brilliant. I've said that before, but I'm still not convinced that's going to be the case. So right now, 3-5-2, Anana in goal. I put John Stones in to back that Man City defence. We've got Chilwell on the bench ready for those great Chelsea fixtures. Um, and obviously Matoma's in as my 6.5. Richarlison could come in if Kane leaves. And obviously Nkunku in the 3-4-3 is still an option. Let me know what you think about this team in the comments below. I did run it through the um, My Team Tour on Fantasy Football Hub. It's come out with a 94% team rate. And interestingly, when I took Flecken out for Anana, it went from 95 to 94. I think when it's only like 1%, you shouldn't really worry too much. But that does obviously mean that I would then have a million to spend. So Anana to Flecken... Matoma to Nkunku is something that I could do. But if you want to get your team rated for free, make sure to check out the link in the top of the description. If you want to use the other features of the My Team Tool and obviously the Optostats, Fixture Analyzer, all that other good stuff that Fantasy Football Hub have, there's another link in the description where you can get signed up and they have up to 50% off at the moment. And if you sign up and don't win your mini league, they will give you your money back. Make sure to check out the terms and conditions for that. I've linked them in the description below. Otherwise, I'll leave it there and I'll see you tomorrow for another video. Sports Social Podcast Network.